What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and oh boy, oh boy, we have an emergency. Antonio Brown Podcast! I'm by myself. Debo is here. We'll hang out and talk. Debo, what's going on? Uh, on camera as well. Great to chat on this uh, Friday evening, Will. I know this is exactly what you had planned out for your Friday night. We were playing The Floor is Lava at my house. Have you played that? Have you seen that? Uh, I've seen the, the Netflix show. I haven't played it myself. There's a, you put down tiles on the floor and you jump around and then whoever's the last one standing wins. Robbie won each and every time, naturally. Uh, but we were in the middle of that and we played some greedy granny and some shark, uh, shark bite. So you basically, you know. Love it. I was just scrolling through TikTok. So basically the same thing. <laughs> that's what Robbie will probably be doing in a few years. So, uh, that's what I was doing when Antonio Brown, the news broke that Antonio Brown is signing with the Buccaneers that they have agreed to, uh, to the, the parameters of a deal. Now. This is interesting for a whole number of different reasons. One, Antonio Brown has been suspended and actually will still be suspended through week eight of the season, I believe. Um, Antonio Brown also was, uh, you know, there was a bunch of chatter surrounding Antonio Brown and the Buccaneers before the season. And Bruce Arians flatly and bluntly said, that's not happening. Uh, it is now, however, by the way. I didn't even think about it when the news broke. I'm assuming everybody's already picked him up in fantasy leagues. Right? Am I late to this? Probably. Probably. Do we also want to give a shout-out to uh, EK, who we frequently mention on this podcast? Uh, sure. Did he? What did he do? For for calling AB to the Bucks for a little little bet. Oh, did he do that? Did he put that down? <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought you were in the slack there. I, I thought there was some back and forth there. We'll have to We'll have to check in on that. Oh, he slacked us about it. No, I didn't even see that. Um, Understandable. Yeah, well, you were playing for his floor is lava. Yeah. Well, good on him for hitting that bet. That's a, that's a winner. That's a surprising winner. Look, Bruce Arians flatly and adamantly denied the fact that, that the Buccaneers would sign Antonio Brown. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense that they would because they have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin. They have Rob Gronkowski. They have, uh, OJ well, Howard's out for the year now. They have Ronald Jones. They have, uh, Leonard Fournette. They have LaShawn McCoy. As our social media team will tell you, the greatest offense of all time. So do you need Antonio Brown? I mean, you have Scotty Miller too. My theory on why this happened so quickly, Debo, is that the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll made it very public, clear publicly. The Seattle Seahawks were pressing to try and sign Antonio Brown as well. And he was going to visit Seattle after Tampa Bay and potentially sign with them. If you're in Tampa Bay, you're looking around the NFC and thinking, all right, our primary competition in the NFC right now is Packers and, and, uh, and the Seahawks. And certainly the Packers, you know, are, are have to be interested in a wideout. Aaron, our pal Aaron Nagler of, uh, of, uh, Cheesehead TV reported on Friday that the Packers are actually making calls. And so I think that the urgency to sign AB for Tampa Bay here was probably predicated in part on the interest from other teams in the NFC, such as the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. Does that make sense? Yeah. But if you're, if you're AB, I'll flip it just a little bit. Who would you want to sign with? Would you rather join Seattle? Would you rather join Green Bay or, or link up with Tom Brady, who you played one game and caught four passes from? I think the answer is Tom Brady. Because you, Tom Brady, for all that Antonio Brown has done and all the terrible stuff that we've seen him do uh, or been accused of doing in public, Tom Brady has routinely stumped for this guy. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Like, why is Tom Brady firmly entrenched in the Antonio Brown camp? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. And yet here we are. He is a huge Antonio Brown guy. Now 
the, I think the biggest question to ask is, does Antonio Brown make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers better? Um, according to Sports Science, Stephen O and their projections that they crank out there, they're doing for every time we have a big transaction. The answer is emphatically yes. In fact, it, uh, bumps up their win total, their current projected win total of 10 wins to 10.4 wins. And, uh, it gives them a, uh, two, two and a half point, two and a half percent increase to hit their over win total. Gives them a 9% chance to win, a greater chance to win the division and 8% greater chance to make the playoffs, which, okay. Um, a 4.9% greater chance to, to win the conference, uh, the NFC. And a 2.8 bump to win the Super Bowl. That is a substantial bump for a team with an already good offense, but it sort of makes sense. And I think you can viably make the case that adding Antonio Brown to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin won't disrupt what they have going on in Tampa Bay from a standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, because you can put Godwin in the slot, line up AB outside. Um, and obviously have Mike Evans on the other side and just run three wide receivers with Ronald Jones or Fournette in the backfield. Their offensive line's playing well. They have Tom Brady. They should be the favorite to win the NFC right now. Wow. And, and those receivers have been banged up this year. I wonder if they were 100% healthy all season, if this was still a move that Tampa Bay would target. But I think this belief sure. that Antonio Brown is washed, which I'm hearing in some places, is just far from the truth. I think this guy can definitely contribute. You saw what he did in 2018. We know last year w- was not what he wanted, not what anyone wanted to see from Antonio Brown. But this guy, can st- he's, he's six months older than Julio Jones, who is still at the top of the game. Antonio Brown, I think, can still play. Yeah, I agree with you completely. The reason I was a little silent there is I'm contemplating putting down a large bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, well, if you had to guess, what do you think their odds would be for the NFC? Not the NFC South, the NFC. I would guess plus 500. That is a really good guess. Plus 501, Debo. Had you already looked, I assume? Potentially. Okay, I guess you are I'd like doing to throw some stuff the in the rundown there. Fair How enough. about to win the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, I, I just wonder, will they be... I don't know that you would. Let's see what they are to win the Super Bowl. I can tell you right now, they're they're twelve to one to win the Super Bowl. Twelve to one, that's a huge jump. So you get you go from five to one to twelve to one, which you would not like if you bet on the Bucks to win the NFC. If if you okay, if you bet on them to win the NFC, you should also bet on them to win the Super Bowl. And if you bet on them to win the Super Bowl, you should also bet on them to win the NFC. Because if you believe in this team enough that they will get to the Super Bowl. You're probably going to want to bet them as an underdog against Kansas City or whoever, or Baltimore, whoever else they're playing. It is very unlikely, however, that they will be favored in that game. Right. But you're, is, but you're acknowledging it, it, now that the, the AFC is going to be the, the early favorite at this point in the Super Bowl, depending sure. on the matchup. Yeah. But at the same time, you will not get whatever those, uh, like if you're betting on them to make the Super Bowl. Like you're not going to get that like the difference between five to one and twelve to one for them to actually win the Super Bowl. So you know, what I'm saying that right. one game that's a that's a substantial price, and, and that price could change by the time some people are listening to this tomorrow. That might creep to, to ten to one with with lots of money coming in on the box. I would I would think that that would be the case. So now again, you got to oh, I've got ten to one now on my site. William Hill twelve to one. So I bet it is ten to one everywhere when you look. Um, come, uh, Saturday morning, if you're trying to, you know, you put in your college football bets and trying to get something else in, I would actually bet that the NFC odds. So the Seahawks are plus three, one plus, uh, 313. The Bucks are 501. I bet Tampa gets down to like four, four to one. Yeah. So it's, a, I think it's an actionable, 
Um, and, and looking like AB could play, obviously not this week against the Raiders, not next week, but week nine against the Saints. So he'll have seven, eight games to, to play with this team during the regular season. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're right. The reality is that Antonio Brown, I, I don't like, I don't like the signing because I don't think it's good for karmic reasons. And, you know, Bruce Arians has coached Antonio Brown before. He's dealt with his personality. He knows who he is. We haven't seen this guy around a football team in, in many months. And it doesn't matter that he, you know, maybe has had a chance to clear his head and sort of get right. We see what this guy does. He loves attention. I will, I will give him credit. He has sort of stepped away from the spotlight for a while. During his suspension, did like he he's, do that in the past month? Kind of thinking that you know, this sure. is going to be the the window that I have to get signed. You know, keep it controlled. We've seen other people um out there in, in the public eye do that at times. I'm not hinting at anything in particular. Um. Okay. I don't. I don't even know who you're talking about. Uh, Outside of sports. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I see. What you're saying like turn it down. Knowing that it's an important time period for you, like maybe a, an important month. Right. I pulled gotcha. something from yeah, your yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning something from you, Will. I, I pulled that from your page, <laughs> just a veiled reference there. Good for you, Diva. You know, it's a Friday show and Diva's, um, making references to Prince Harry. Uh, anyway, so the, um, yeah, look, I mean, he, he's been a model citizen as far as we know. Like he hasn't had the cops called to his house. He hasn't had any, lawsuits filed against him over the past few months. And that matters. I mean, that, that if an NFL team believes that you can kind of keep it under wraps and they can bring you in at the end of October and then they can utilize you through, you know, the beginning of February, again, they don't care. They're not signing this guy to a five-year contract and locking him in for the long haul. They're bringing him in on a one-year deal. I would assume probably pretty good money. Um, I would bet that there are a bunch of incentives in there as well, but because of the interest from a team like the Seahawks, and probably because there was some interest from the Packers at some point, um, you have to figure that Antonio Brown got paid here. And he, he is a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver. If he can produce, let's say, what, 700 yards the rest of the way, 700 to 1,000 yards the rest of the way, maybe five to seven, five, somewhere between five and 1,000, and then land yeah. somewhere next year, like he's going to be a slam dunk in the Hall of Fame. I mean, a 1,000 is, is over, will pace over 100 yards per game. So that might be a stretch, but I, I yeah, think I that think five, five to 700 range is, is smart. Um, yeah. As we discussed, I know you weren't watching CBS Sports HQ as this news happened. You were watching uh, or playing Flores Lava, but Pete Prisco went on there and he used the phrase Antonio Brown is a turd in the punch bowl, which uh, mm. which Jamie found hilarious. Akeem Dermish found hilarious. Pete bashed this signing very against it from those those karma reasons, those those chemistry reasons. Um, but Pete very against this move. Interesting. Um, I'm not as uh. I'm a little, probably a little more bullish on it, and I don't like Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown is a turd in the punch bowl. And Did, have you never heard that phrase, turd in the punch bowl? Oh yeah, I've heard okay. it. I was just surprised he used it in that setting. Right, it is a little weird to drop on HQ, sort of like singing Carly Simon on this podcast. Like it's just a bizarre thing to do. Correct. He does bizarre things. Yeah, I mean, look, I will say this: he was not a problem in the locker room or on the field for the Patriots. He was a problem off the field when accusations about things he had done popped up. And as a result, he had to answer, you know, that, that was problematic for the Patriots. He was, he was awesome on the field. He showed up for one game and he was a game changer. Like they needed him last year. If they'd had him for the full season, I had to think that their, their year changes dramatically. Like they probably end up getting one of the top two seeds. They don't face Tennessee. 
You know, they, they, yes. Kansas City doesn't have the two seed. Maybe, you know, I mean, that's how big of an impact Antonio Brown's presence and then subsequent absence had. Not relying but, on Nikhil Harry and Mohamed Sanu last year. If you have Toby Myers, that changes every, yeah. Um, something I, I wrote down, just going back to that relationship with Brady, and, and we've seen the reports that Brady was the one who was really pushing this. Did the Buccaneers have to, if they didn't really want to, did they have to do anything to appease Tom Brady? You know, you already have him in town. This is going to be the last franchise he plays for. He's 43 years old. If they didn't want to, was this just a, a gesture towards Tom Brady? Like, thanks for coming. Here's AB. In, in addition <laughs> to all the other toys that we see on the social graphics. No, I, I really think it's more like he's like, hey, listen, this guy, I know, like, I would bet that he's like sitting down with Bruce Arians. He's like, look, Bruce, I'm telling you, this guy, it, yeah, he is a turd in the punch bowl, but he is an awesome player and he is a game changer. Bruce is like, I know, I know he's a turd and I know that he's a great player. I've coached, I coached him for many years in Pittsburgh, Tom. He's like, yeah, look, well, we can't have Seattle get him. We got to go get this guy just in case Goblin's banged up. It'll take the burden off him. And I do think there is some of that. I don't know if it's appeasing Tom Brady is the right word. I think that there's, well, maybe it is, but I I think that with Brady and Bruce Arians and Jason Light, there is a collaboration on how they're operating, not just on personnel, but on offensive approach and all that. Like, I think that was part of Brady. The appeal for Brady and going to Tampa Bay was having some say and having, not having to deal with it, uh, with, in terms of Belichick. You know, like not having like Belichick impose his will and say like, no, this is what we are doing. Like Tom Brady has some collaboration there. And so I wonder if they're not like, all right, let's compromise for, let's compromise for Tom. We don't really want him here, but if it makes Tom happy and it makes our football team better and we have outs where we don't guarantee him a ton of money and we can cut him if something goes south or he acts up, why not take a chance on it? And you know, you're making it like you look at this team and you realize that they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender, right? I mean, they, they are, they're the favorites to win the NFC West. Did we point out they're the second favorite to win the NFC? I believe to win the, NFC, I the South. Yep. The favorite to win the NFC South. Is that, that's what I said, right? The West, but we know, oh, we know what West, you're sorry. talking yeah. about. We know what division they play in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they are ahead of the Packers now after the, after throttling them to win the NFC overall. So they're one of the two top favorites to win the NFC and they're one of the three or four top favorites to win the Super Bowl. You, I mean, I get it. You have two, you have two years with Tom Brady and Tom Brady probably said, listen, this is my final two years. I want to spend it with Antonio Brown. They're like, listen, no, if you're that crazy, go for it, pal. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a blow to the Seahawks because Russell Wilson was, was pretty vocal in terms of this saying sure. a couple days ago that, you know, AB can become a better man. He can come to Seattle. He's humbled. He can become a better man. Like that's not something you, you hear too often making that push for someone that has been in, in troubled spots throughout their career. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And Russell Wilson doesn't even need him either. He has DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I guess these guys, these guys just believe that Antonio Brown is that big of a difference maker, which is really surprising. Cause I mean, I think if I'm Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, I'm at least a little annoyed. Like, right, really, Tom? You think we need more? Like we got a lot going here. Same with Lockett and Metcalf. We're like, Russ, seriously, bro? Like we don't need Antonio Brown soaking up our targets. We're killing it right now. But I mean, all these dudes want to win a Super Bowl and they know there's an opportunity here. You know, the, the NFC, I mean, Tom Brady switched teams. The Patriots are struggling. The Bucks are rolling. He has to feel like there's a chance he can, he can do this. And that's probably why he pushed as, as hard as he could to get, to get, uh, Antonio around there from a gambling perspective. Um, we mentioned the, you know, I, like I just bet the Bucks to win the NFC and I'll, I, I don't know if I'll bet him at 10 to one to win the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, there's that difference you're saying with a 10 to 1 versus 12 to 1. If you're taking the NFC, right. take it at 12 to 1 also, but maybe not at 10 to 1 for the Super Bowl. Well, let's say that the Bucks play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are favored by 6. Yeah. So the Bucks uh, are probably maybe uh, not. That, maybe. that seems like I, I was that that weird range of like three and a half, four and a half. Ah, Is that not yeah. enough? I, I mean, it depends on how they have, how they play to get there. But sure, yeah, right sure. now, if the Chiefs played the Bucks, which they do in a couple of weeks, yes, what would that be with with Antonio Brown in the lineup? I still think it's like six. I think the okay. Chiefs are just the Chiefs are covering machines, and until further notice, they're just going to be a substantial favorite. But point being is that I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't want to, I, I think you'll get something in the range of like plus 170, plus 150 to plus 200 with the Bucks in the Super Bowl. So you can just get them there and you don't have to worry about them winning. And th- that's the other difference too, is that if you take the Bucks to, at 10 to one, if you take the Bucks, you can't hedge out of it if they get to the Super Bowl. Right. Plus you, know you I mean? already have your Super Bowl futures on the Lions and the Bears. So you can only have <laughs> right so there. many tickets going so on. So many NFC tickets. By the way, the, the Bucks play the Chiefs week 12 at home and that game is on CBS. Lovely. Perfect timing. Um, oh, here's one. Let's see what, uh, I've got reached the playoffs locally here. I don't know that the Buccaneers, oh, Buccaneers are minus three or three. You can't take that. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much the division winner shifted. I think, I do think that this makes them, you know, even more substantial favor. They're minus 116. I think that's probably a good bet. I took the Saints before the season, but if, if I, if I could, I mean, I think the Bucks minus 116 to win the division, especially expecting, you know, the Saints could struggle with no Michael Thomas and no, uh, Emmanuel Sanders on Sunday, which means that the Panthers could potentially upset them. And if the Bucks win again against the Raiders with a, you know, defensive, an offensive line for Oakland or Las Vegas that, that is dealing with COVID, uh, being on the COVID list. You know, you could have a situation where Tampa Bay ends up being minus 175. So now would be the time to take Tampa Bay. If you're listening to this, if they're anything under probably 125 or 130, I think they're probably a good bet there. As far as the week goes, I don't know that we even have a Tampa Bay line back up yet. It never came back. I don't think. Do you see it? Is it on William Hill? No, I'm not seeing it. We don't know what the deal with the Buccaneers offensive line is. It won't matter for this week. I would say that Tampa Bay for that first Antonio Brown game, my initial lean when we see those lines is that they will probably be a touch inflated as a result right. of AB being on there. And he probably won't make that much of an impact while he's getting into playing shape. We'll see. Um, so I will probably fade the Bucks in their first game back. And if it causes them to be, you know, a smaller dog to the Chiefs, I'll take the Chiefs there as well. I think yeah. that about covers it. Fantasy, obviously you pick him up. Yeah. I mean, you pick him up. Like I, like my wife's yelling at me to go off my phone and play Flores Lava. I'm like, I'm trying to get this guy in fantasy, like, Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was just thinking, going back to the futures, thinking back when we did the emergency pod for Rob Gronkowski in, in April and we fired yeah. up right away and we were like, will the, the futures shift at all? And they really didn't. This they is didn't different. I think this is different. Yeah. This is different. The, well, I mean, and, but it's also different because when Gronk signed, it was like, all right, like this feels a little like the Eagles dream team thing. And now it's like, boy, this team is good. And now they just added a guy who, you know, doesn't have to be a major factor here, but he is, you know, obviously like even if Antonio Brown comes up, shows up and another article drops about him and they cut him one day later, the Buccaneers are still good. Yeah. I didn't, you know I, mean? I didn't think we'd get an Eagles dream team reference on this podcast, but nice, nice job by you. 
Yeah, sorry. Good, good memories. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was an all-time disaster of a team. Who's the starting quarterback? Oh, it was Vic, right? It was Vic. Vince Young was on that roster, started a couple games. And Vince Young's the one who made the Dream Team comment. Right, right. It's like you're the backup quarterback. Yeah, as, as the backup. Right, it's idiotic. Uh, all right, this is not, we're not an Eagles pod. This is a Antonio Brown pod. Uh, make sure to check out Fantasy Football Today. I'm sure they'll have some content up to tell you uh, more specifically what to do, actionable stuff for your fantasy leagues. But, yeah, go snag Antonio Brown. Bet on the Bucks to win the conference. Maybe bet on to win the Super Bowl, depending on what your number is. And if you see uh, Bucks minus three against the Raiders, go ahead and take that as well right now, even though Antonio Brown won't have an impact in the game. Debo, thanks for holding it down with me, buddy. No problem. No person I'd rather talk to on a Friday night. <laughs> An extra 30 minutes of Brinson. Who doesn't love I it? I thought, All you right, know, we'll... Thursday, I, I, I washed my hands of Brinson until Sunday night. Not to be. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh man, we don't have to, I'm not, I was just like, we don't have to podcast on Friday. It's lovely. Here, here's this. We did six Antonio Brown emergency pods in 2019, which is just a wild number. Do we yes. have another Antonio Brown emergency pod in 2020? Uh, over under I'll say including this one over under two and a half total Antonio Brown emergency pods. Oh, under, under. And I just, going back to the beginning of the pod, I do want to give EK credit. He dropped this in. This was a, a conversation in Slack from months ago, and he had a bet. I said, I'll throw a bottle of maple bacon porter at this wager if anybody wants to take the no side on the oh, AB. No, I, did I take him no? AB will be on the Bucks roster this season. That was followed by Will Brinson as the only one who has tried that beer. I will take that bet. Oh, no! You're right! Oh! oh, oh what a big jam! So what do I owe him? I think the maple bacon pork. I don't know if that was just on his side. We'll have to figure out this, this we'll, bet. we'll figure it out and we'll let people know. But apparently, yeah, good shot on EK. Hope he, uh, you know what? You know what he probably didn't do? Didn't actually parlay that into any actionable cash returns. By the way, that was from March 17th. That is incredible. What a shot by EK. All right. Uh, the podcasts are nailing it again. All right. That's it for the show. We'll be back on Sunday night, Monday morning to recap week seven. Talk to you guys later.